Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, we welcome Mr. Kava Cam himself, Cameron George. Although, you know, we believe in a multi-therapeutic approach, we both do, we all talk about this, it's not any one thing, right? Uh, you know, that gets a very sick person well. But Kava was a, an amazing leverage tool that allowed me to get over this convulsatory rage, this trauma that was going on in my body to where I could actually get in and do the deeper work upstream. I'm a certified functional health practitioner who's on a mission to educate 1 billion people. I've been obese for most of my life. From rock bottom to the top of the mountain, I am passionate about studying ancient healing strategies like fasting and the ketogenic diet and curating this information on the Keto Camp podcast. My goal is to bring you the thought leaders in this space. My name is Ben Azadi, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper, get ready to learn all about Kava. What the heck is Kava? How could it help with your keto and fasting lifestyle? How does it help to reduce inflammation and stress? How about brain function and helping you just become more resilient? You're going to get a masterclass on the history of Kava and what it can do to enhance your keto and fasting lifestyle. Not only that, Cameron's story is absolutely remarkable. You want an example of how amazing the human body is? Well, wait till Cameron reveals to you what he went through, the devastation with his health, and how Kava and Dr. Pompa, that rhymes, and fasting and other things helped him get his health back. By the way, he's gonna share with you, spoiler alert, he went 12 days without water or without food, and he's alive to share that story today. Remarkable. So can't wait to bring Cameron on the show. He has been featured, by the way, on Dave Asprey's Bulletproof Radio. And uh, of course, with Dr. Pompa's Cellular Healing TV, Health Hunters Radio, and other uh, networks as well. And we're grateful to have him today because he's an amazing guy who's very knowledgeable. And we'll share that. He'll share that with you shortly. Before I bring Cameron on the show, I want to take a second here to get to the Apple Podcast rating and review of the day. This is a five-star review from Firesign76 titled, Straightforward and Easy to Listen to. I love this keto podcast for many reasons, but mostly because I don't have to fast forward through any BS conversations or chit chat. The information is straightforward and gets to the point and very easy to understand. The speaker knows what he is talking about and how to get his knowledge across to his audience. I learn something new every time I listen. I've been doing keto off and on for years. Thanks so much for your hard work. Firesign76, thank you for that acknowledgement and for taking the time to leave a rating and review. I'm glad that you don't have to fast forward through anything and you're enjoying every second of the show. That feedback is so helpful. I appreciate you for listening and for sharing. You're amazing, so keep up the good work and keep studying and taking action. If you have not left the Keto Camp Podcast a rating and review yet on Apple Podcasts, This is your opportunity to do so, and my ethical bribe is this. If you leave an honest rating and review for the show, the Keto Camp Podcast on Apple Podcasts today, 
and take a screenshot of that rating and review today and email that screenshot to support at ketocamp.com. Include your shipping address in the United States. I will mail you, I will sign and then mail you a paperback copy of my best-selling fasting book, The Intermittent Fasting Cheat Sheet. That is my ethical bribe for you because, hey, you know what? These reviews for the show on Apple Podcast help the show grow and reach more people and essentially change more lives. So please do so. I would be super grateful for you if you did that today. I want to let you know about a four-month detox program that I am launching for 15 people only. I'm capping it out. We actually have two spots available for this 15-person detox program where you get to work with me on a intimate level. We're going to hop on a Zoom call once per month for an hour and a half. You're going to get access to an online portal to teach you all about true cellular detox. Heavy metals, mercury, lead, and other heavy metals accumulate in the body, creating inflammation around your cell membranes. So for a lot of people who do keto perfectly, fasting perfectly, they're exercising perfectly, if they have high amounts of heavy metals, they don't get the results they want because it creates inflammation, preventing the hormones from communicating to the cells. So I wanna teach you true cellular detox. I wanna prepare your body for detox and teach your body to detox and start pulling out these heavy metals from deep inside your tissues. I wanna teach you the exact process that I've learned from my mentors, Dr. Pompa, Dr. Mindy Peltz, who are a part of the program, by the way, in the portal. And you're gonna learn from them You're going to learn from the platinum team I work with, and you're going to learn from myself on a personal level. So hopefully you're hearing this on time, and if this is inspiring you to learn about detox, I only want you to apply for this program if you are 100% committed to your health. So head to www.ketocampdetox.com. Remember, camp is spelled with a K. Head to www.ketocampdetox.com apply for this program. We have two spots left. We are reviewing applicants right now. The program is launching mid-October 2020. Uh, So go ahead and I hope you're hearing this on time and I hope you apply and maybe you'll get into the program. And if you do, it will be life-changing for you. I want to briefly take a break here and let you know about my favorite coffee in the world. Look, I'm a coffee snob for good reasons because the right coffee source can be healing to the body, can reduce inflammation and result in weight loss. The wrong coffee beans could actually increase inflammation, cause weight loss resistance and sabotage your keto results. There was a recent study in the Canadian Journal of Physiology and Pharmacology that showed caffeine intake from coffee beans could actually increase fatty acid production and help the participants produce more ketones. Most coffee beans are loaded with pesticides and contaminants and even molt. This is why I love my friends over at Purity Coffee. Hands down the best coffee beans I have ever tried. I have my delicious cup of Purity Coffee in the morning with some grass-fed ghee and MCT oil, and it turns my brain right on and helps my body produce ketones. Purity Coffee is organic, pesticide-free. These beans are specialty grade, and you could get this coffee shipped straight to your door in nitrogen-flushed bags, roastery fresh. 
Since you are a listener to the Keto Camp Podcast, we have worked out an exclusive coupon code for you to check out Purity Coffee. Head over to www.ketocampcoffee.com. Use Keto Camp at checkout to get 10% off your order. Again, that is www.ketocampcoffee.com. Use the coupon code KETOCAMP at checkout for 10% off your bag of coffee beans. Remember, camp is spelled with a K. All right, let's speak with Kava Cam so you can learn all, all about the history of Kava and how you could use it on your ketogenic and fasting lifestyle. In this episode, we're about to learn about this powerful plant-based stress-relieving nootropic drink from the islands of the South Pacific that can help you boost mood, enhance your cognitive abilities, relieve stress and anxiety. My guest today is Cameron George, a researcher, a writer, an entrepreneur, and the founder of True Kava. Welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast, Kava Cam. Thanks for having me, Ben. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to nerd out about Kava, and you have we off air we were talking about it. How it's one of the most, uh, what did you say, medicinally researched? Uh, how did you phrase that? Right. Well, yeah, Kava is one of the most heavily researched medicinal plant compounds in the world outside of like cannabis and ginseng and some of these all-stars that everyone has heard of. Not everyone's even heard of kava and the people that have, there's some stigmas that we're trying to help overturn in the public that have always already been overturned in the scientific community. So yeah, chances are those, the keto campers listening, most of them probably don't even know what kava is, but we're going to relate how kava can help with ketosis and with your glucose levels and with your stress, which let's face it, <laughs> a lot of us have a have stress these days. But before we get into kava, I want to hear your story. Your, your story is absolutely incredible and in what you went through to what you're doing now. So please, Cameron, share your story. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, too, because me and Ben, yeah, here, we're actually from the same camp, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> here, we're, uh, you know, locked into the same, to Dr. Pompa's network of uh, functional medicine doctors, and uh, my process actually brought me and connected me with that group and several other groups sort of in the functional medicine paradigm. But, you know, just kind of tailoring it back a little bit, starting a little bit from the beginning, just like a little review of where I kind of started from. You know, we use the term, Dr. Pompa uses it, you know, Ben, I've heard you use it before, pain to purpose, right? You know, we're all here just like so many other people in the field. I got here generally from my own pain. A lot of the discoveries that I've made in the realm of Kava and what we're doing, particularly with this project, other projects that I'm linked into with other influencers, um, you know, within this space and just everything comes out of a deep passion that was really squeezed out of me through necessity, right? And, and that's really what happens to, you know, so many of us that get into this at this level is just, you know, you know, it, it takes going you know, to some of the deepest, darkest places to find who you really are, right? Because whenever you're comfortable, whenever you're in, a, you know, perpetual states of escapism or pleasure or any of these kind of things that a lot of us tend to retreat to, to not have to face our internal circumstances a lot of times, or even if we're not trying to, we end up in those situations. Um, we don't, you know, we're not forced to take a deep look. We're not forced to really, you know, sort of burn off the dead wood, if you will, right? The old metaphor about the trunk of the tree and the dead wood. And it's, it's really hard to admit that you're mostly dead wood and burning off the dead wood to get to the real live stuff. The core of who you are is a very painful process, just like burning that away. But anyways, um, it, you know, this whole process came through my own pain. Like I said, I got very physically sick at an early age. I always kind of, you know, when I'm telling my story, I kind of always describe 
myself as a young guy, like, you know, I was kind of a sickly kid growing up a little bit. Most people wouldn't have seen me that way. And people that knew me when I was a kid, they wouldn't have said, oh, well, you were like a super sick kid. But a lot of my issues were, you know, they were internal issues that you couldn't see on the surface, right? That led to a lot of um, what I call toxic compensatory behaviors, right? Meaning that a lot of times whenever we have certain biological imbalances or emotional traumas, we have, we, you know, we come into the world with a full or quasi full stress bucket, right? We, you know, we use the stress bucket metaphor where physical, chemical, or emotional, every stressor that a person has in their life coming into the world or through their early developmental years and even um, you know, beyond is like a drop in the bucket. Everybody has different size buckets. Once the bucket overflows, you start expressing the symptoms of your genetic weakness and you can end up in a state of chronic disease and or uh, degeneration. And that was kind of where I ended up. But at an early age, we could say that I'm most likely and what we've dialed it into, I've gotten a lot of lab work and we know this is the case. I've got several different genes of susceptibility basically, right? Where I came into the world with probably a smaller bucket, you know, some detox pathways that got overwhelmed easier, some metabolic syndromes and probably got some you know, generational toxicity, physical, and probably even some emotional traumas and patterns handed down from things that had happened in past generations, right? And then, you know, you know, we come into the world and then we're exposed to anything and everything. You know, my generation was the first generation to have a, an extended vaccine schedule, which is a whole nother discussion and stuff. But, and that's, you know, there could have been a, a contribution there from an, you know, an overburdening at that particular vulnerable time in my life. But anyways, we don't know exactly what the pie was made of, meaning that you know every piece of the pie that contributed to that overwhelming of my system. Um, but I started to get metabolically ill at an early age, which led to these compensatory strategies that I was telling um, or you know speaking of, meaning it leads to kind of hyper impulsive behaviors. And we all know kids like this. I was one of those kids. And really what happens in kids like that and why a lot of kids end up with these hyper impulsive behaviors is because there's a deficit in their system. Usually there's an energy deficit in the brain. And what you try to do unconsciously is it's an adaptation sort of survival mechanism. You try to stimulate yourself with sort of external stimulation of any kind, whether it be food, whether it be, you know, doing, you know, things that excite your system, you know, chasing Video games, yeah, drugs. Right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, later on, it turns into drugs whenever you're a kid you do anything and everything to try to compensate for that lack of dopamine and serotonin and these sort of pleasure chemicals that you would have if you had plenty of energy to make those, right? And the problem is, is that you start to engage in impulsive behaviors and that kind of wears the system out more. And, uh, you know, you end up even in a greater deficit than you were in before. And if you start, say, like retreating to something like binge eating, right, or eating tons of sugar, tons of junk food, tons of caffeine, and you just unconsciously migrate to those things at an early age, those things sort of are drugs in, in a way, and they sort of borrow from tomorrow's energy to pay for today. They use up tomorrow's supply of dopamine, which steals from the mitochondria to pay for today. It's just like, you know, charging something on credit when your bank account is empty. So the, you know, the bank account becomes more and more empty and eventually you get in debt with your body's own metabolism, with your body's own energy stores. And the system just gets more and more depleted and if you're repleting mechanism, if you already have a metabolic deficit, then you can't replete the bank account, right? So you just end up in this debt situation that, like myself, you end up in a situation where it's just nothing is ever enough. And it ends up in, okay, well, now I can't feel a certain way. I can't go through the day with, with focus and energy. And I started getting chronically fatigued in my late teens, early 20s. And I actually 
tried to you know retreat into behaviors that were healthy i went into drugs for a period of time pivoted off that in my late teens and uh, went full-blown into you know competitive endurance sports several different sports i went you know heavy into weightlifting all that kind of stuff which you know i was actually pretty successful even considering like my metabolic deficits i ran in college at the time i was hitting you know a, you know qualified um you know olympic trial qualifying time in the marathon whenever i was like, 21 years old so I was way far down that road and I was highly competitive on that area. But because of my situation, the high impulsivity, I ended up overtraining as well in that. And that just sort of, again, it just fed back into the deficit. Long story short, this sort of you know accumulating set of exhausting circumstances metabolically, you know, just kept filling up the bucket even more and it had been overflowing forever. Uh, you know, until my, you know, my system just essentially crashed whenever I was uh, around 22, 23. And just like most people, I thought, well, okay, I'm just overtraining. I was so used to being tired, exhausted, fatigued, irritable, kind of a jerk most of the time, honestly. But anyways, you know, so the, you know, I could, I just kind of crashed and I assumed that I was overtraining, you know, so I just sort of took a week off. One week turned into two, two to three, three to three, four months. And, you know, three or four months went by and I hadn't gotten off the couch and I was like hopelessly depressed and I was retreated into binge eating and all this kind of stuff, just to like maintain some safe haven of quasi stability or just, you know, so I was, and that led to all kinds of emotional issues, right? Cause then I had my identity wrapped up in all of these different things. And I didn't know why, I just thought I was weak. I thought it was a moral failing. All this process I described, I didn't understand at the time too, right? So imagine the, the confusion at that early age, right? very impressionable years, of course. So anyways, I ended up caving finally and reaching out for help through the only means that I knew how, which was the allopathic medical model. I went into a psychiatrist's office. I was prescribed a host of different psychotropic pharmaceutical drugs, the primary one being an amphetamine that we all know about called Adderall, and uh, which is, you know, prescribed at epidemic levels today and taken off label and taken without prescriptions, obviously at epidemic levels by people, whether it be, you know, people in business, people in school at university as, as sort of a brain performance enhancer. But again, borrowing from tomorrow to pay for today, if you have an energy deficit and you can't focus, one of the worst strategies you could possibly embark on is to use an amphetamine to override the system. Cause it's sort of like, uh, you know, throwing jet fuel in a car engine that's already not running too well, right? You could get instantaneous benefits. It fires it up for a while, but eventually it's gonna burn it out, which is what happened to me. So my stress bucket was full. I was already profoundly vulnerable metabolically. I threw amphetamine in daily for about two years. My life completely went off the rails once I ended up on these psychotropic drugs. I went from a person who just had some metabolic struggles to a person who was completely out of their mind within weeks to months of getting on this stuff. Because wow. basically it turned me psychologically and it turned my life circumstances into something that was almost indistinguishable from someone who was on meth, right? Because Adderall is amphetamine and meth is amphetamine as well. It's chemically the same, it's just in a different delivery system. So you don't get as much as at once. But if you are have a sensitive system like me, you couldn't tell the difference. I mean. Basically, I went on, uh, I went into a full amphetamine induced like psychosis. I, it got me functioning, right? Like it got me off the couch, 
but it made me completely delusional. I ended up going on crazy buying sprees, charging hundreds of thousands of dollars of credit and things that were totally outside of my character. I would have never done anything like this. I ended up you know, connecting with a bunch of people that were in a similar sort of unhealthy drug-induced sort of you know, mentality, so drug addicts and things that you know, before this, all my friends were like college athletes and academics and things, and all of a sudden wow. you cut to within six months of being on this drug, I'm in this apartment with a, you know thousands, tens of thousands of dollars of expensive stuff that was just charged to credit. I bought a bunch of exotic animals. It looked like Ace Ventura's apartment had drug addicts <laughs> sleeping on my floor. This was like it was, like, and I tell this story all the time. It was like a bad cross between like Ace Ventura and Breaking Bad, you know? Like, like literally, it was it was complete insanity. And this is just the reason I tell this. It's funny now, only because it's over, and it's everyone knows it's not me. Most people don't even believe this. But what were your parents and friends saying at that time? Were they saying this is not like you? What are you doing? Like, what kind of what, what were you hearing from them? Well, it happened so fast, right? And, you know, basically, they just didn't see or hear from me once I got in the Adderall. And I was basically just turned into this recluse that was just in this separate world. And I was not answering anyone's phone calls from my family. And then they were trying to figure out. And eventually, they did like an intervention on me. Eventually, like they found out, they came into my apartment. They're horrified. Right? I mean, it just, it was like, you know, imagine seeing that, right? Whenever you had never, yeah. So my life completely broke down. Um, and this was as I was com- completely deteriorating from the effects of the Adderall. And then my life, my reputation, my friendships, a lot of that got destroyed in this very short amount of time. A lot of bad things happened. Most of what happened was self-destructive, but it just brought a lot of toxic circumstances. Then I had all this debt and everything. And then before I knew it, I became completely dysfunctional. The Adderall had reached its peak efficaciousness, I guess, or it had reached its peak efficacy in my system. I wasn't even getting effects off of it anymore and my system just totally crashed. I knew that I had to get off of it to reclaim my psyche and to just reclaim who I was. And so I did, I went off of it and my system just completely crashed. Brain fog and fatigue don't even begin to describe it. It's like, it was like brain dead. I, if I thought I couldn't get out of bed before get on it, I couldn't literally get out of bed. Like I, I could barely move. I was just suicidally depressed every second. And I'm not someone, I mean, I value life so much. I'm not, I don't even say that lightly or wouldn't have never even said that lightly. This is why I fought so hard to get my life back. But that began the odyssey of me trying to pick up the pieces of my life, reassess, look at the psychological framework and assess the psychological framework that brought me to that state. Ultimately, it had a lot to do with me playing a victim, not unknowingly, just as a young guy, um, you know, giving up my personal responsibility of my health to someone else, in this case, an allopathic physician, and saying, doc, fix me, okay, I'll take the drug, not doing any of my own prior investigation research. And so this, it totally transformed everything about me It obliterated me down to the absolute core and it just started this long, grueling process of regaining my health. It didn't just start to go up from there. I was so damaged that I continued to deteriorate for a number of years until I got so sick, so profoundly chemically sensitive. I was having daily seizures, 10 seizures a day. I was reacting to everything that I was eating, everything that I was smelling, chemicals, supplements, food. This was like probably two to three years after the whole time I was doing research and I was trying to come up with a strategy and things were just deteriorating because, you know, I found a lot of pieces throughout that like two or three years, meaning after I got off the Adderall and when I was at my absolute worst, 
but they were like bricks to a house. You know, like a house is made out of bricks, but a pile of bricks is not a house, right? So you have to systematize it. You have to use these things at the right time and you have to figure out how the cycles of your body work and how to get some inertia behind this healing process and figure out how you can accelerate and amplify the body's natural regenerative mechanisms, right? And more importantly, to remove the interference that's keeping you from getting well, remove the interference and then support and amplify the body's innate healing mechanisms, right? The innate healing intelligence. That's right. I was at my very worst. That was whenever I had traveled around everywhere. Treatments, therapies, modalities, obviously exhausted the whole allopathic model, starting with the drugs, then everything else, went to Mayo, the whole thing, traveled, outside the country you know then looking into like you know alternative things just the single treatments ivs hyperbaric oxygen you get on the list all of which were good but just thrown at me without a system didn't work i finally met one of my best friends and mentor dr dan pompa who we referred to earlier who both of us know very well he helped sort of give me a system to navigate and a lot of the pieces that i already found and we resonated we hit it off right away i already had accumulated a level of knowledge by the time that I met him but just like most of us that are sick we can't think for ourselves or put it together he wasn't taking many clients at the time but uh, he heard my story I talked to him and his wife and he um, agreed to take me on as a client and I was a you know I was near death so we started with um, you know some different strategies we got me into some fasting and things I was just coming off of the worst almost deadly fast that I did that I was forced into doing where I lost all foods because I was reacting to everything, including water. I started even reacting to water right before uh, Dr. Pompa and I met where a drop of water in my tongue would send me into a violent lethal seizure. So I started deteriorating. I, you know, basically I ended up in a situation where I went, you know, a number of days, you know, 12 days without food or water and went longer without food. 12 days of dry fasting is what you said. You know, you know, some of this stuff, it's like we didn't even know it was possible. I would have never even thought this stuff was possible that a human being could survive. I will say that that chunk of time was the most profoundly difficult thing I've ever experienced in my entire life. And it really, really, it broke me down to a level, you know, I had near death experiences. I mean, it, it, it was so valuable. I still consider it the most valuable little chunk of time in my life, but by far you know, the most challenging. But right after that, that was like whenever I met Dan, I I got through that miraculously. My body finally would accept and we got a little bit of IV fluid and I barely made it through that, but I still wasn't out of the woods by any means. When I started with Dan, we, we did a few different strategies. We fasted me the right way and I was on these heavy doses of benzodiazepines just to keep those reactions in check, just so I could even tolerate taking a little bit of water, which is the only way that I could get a little bit of water in. But that was a means to an end because those drugs are incredibly toxic and they elicit tolerance very quickly. And I'd already been down this road with drugs and Adderall and I knew that I was gonna deteriorate worse on benzos and I was. Like they were keeping my convulsions down minimally, but they were also making things pretty rapidly worse. I was getting, my brain was getting even worse and stuff, you know, so, and I was gonna, if I would have gone long enough to go into serious, serious, horrible withdrawal from benzos, that would have killed me because withdrawal from benzos can already kill a healthy person. It, it can be very lethal. It's highly dangerous. So benzodiazepines are the standard sort of anti-anxiety class of drugs, Xanax, Clonopin. They have similar effects on the body and mind as alcohol, and they're just as toxic as alcohol. 
by the way. So they're, they're not even by like by standard allopathic psychiatrists, they're barely prescribed for any kind of long-term situation because they're just that dangerous. There's an epidemic of, of that as well alongside opiate use. But anyways, so we were in a serious dilemma, uh, you know, a serious situation where my life was on the line, my back was up against the wall, and I needed to find a way to keep my convulsions and reactions under control long enough so we could actually integrate any of these strategies to start getting some inertia behind this healing process, to get some strength back, to get some energy going in the system, to get some sort of regenerative process actually going and to start processing traumas and to start what we knew we had to do, which ultimately was detoxification was the heart of what we had to do. So I was looking and had been, you know, sort of researching, I'd been this for years and I was looking for a natural plant-based analog or a plant-based replacement to a benzodiazepine drug, something that bound to the same receptors in the brain and the nervous system as benzodiazepines, but without eliciting the tolerance, the toxicity, the withdrawal, the dependency that was gonna make me deteriorate further. And honestly, it was kind of a pipe dream because I wasn't expecting to find anything from the natural world that would you know give me that kind of therapeutic efficacy the closest thing to it of course i tried the medical cannabis route you know but it just you know your medical cannabis it's kind of a double-edged sword if you're very sensitive it can make anxiety worse thc you can you can end up in some situations where you can't function you're pretty stony and it just didn't it didn't reduce my seizure activity it kind of indirectly affects you know these systems in the body that help put the brakes on that and it doesn't work for a lot of people. In some cases, it makes things worse. And for me, I was one of those people. So if you start to dive into the literature, you know, from like the ethnobotanical accounts, we call it, um, you know, which is the world of plant medicine in the scientific community, and you're looking at compounds that bind to the same receptors in the brain as benzos, the receptor target of interest is this pathway called GABA. Stands for, it stands for gamma aminobutyric acid. And we think GABA, we think the body's main breaks, like the body's main calming chemical, right? So almost anything that's gonna help you relax or sleep is going to directly or indirectly enhance the effects of GABA. GABA opposes glutamate, which is what drives seizures and, and excited toxicity and, and how toxins cause toxicity in the brain as well too. You know, glutamate is the most excitatory and GABA is what shuts that whole thing down. So your benzos attack that, but they deplete it, they destroy it long-term. So if you're looking in the literature, you're gonna eventually come across kava, right? Because kava, it's nature's GABAergic all-star, meaning it, it enhances and uplifts and rehabilitates the GABA system, which I didn't really know at the time. I just knew that it affected that system. But as I started to inquire more about it, I had actually tried it in the past, what I thought was kava, right as i had tried pretty much every supplement out there why when i first went off of the drugs adderall and all that stuff and i was just trying to sh you know shovel stuff in and i had tried it in the form of what we call kava kava which you know people who do know what kava is that's the form that you find it like at the health food store and stuff you know it's 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 limited in the market even in that form but what i found out as i started digging into it this time around was that that's actually not real kava at all and the indigenous people, by definition, the indigenous people of the South Pacific, uh, where kava comes from, don't consider those products real kava. To be real kava, it has to be the traditionally extracted drink or similar form to a drink, but made through traditional extraction methods from only the roots of this plant called Piper methysticum. And uh, you know, Piper methysticum means intoxicating pepper. It, you know, that's kava. So um, it's a small shrub-like plant 
and you know, these are the leaves right there to it, and it grows in these islands in the South Pacific, like Fiji and this island chain called Vanuatu. It's been used there for over 3,000 years as anxiolytic sort of alcohol alternative, and they use it spiritually. They use it in almost every social context imaginable, and it's their most sacred substance in these islands of, uh, for all plants and foods. When I was investigating it this time around, I thought I'd give it a second look because I was reading so much about it historically, and I was like, wait, this is like super famous, and what they're saying I did not experience by taking these capsules at all that I got at the health food store. I got in contact with some indigenous islanders, some farmers, some people within the kava industry within this like circuit of kava connoisseurs. So they were like indigenous people, like, you know, people in these villages in the islands. And, you know, basically I said, okay, I'm looking to get into kava. I'm from the United States and this and that. And, you know, I told them I had tried kava, didn't get anything from it. They said, well, what did you try? I told them, they laughed and said, no, that's not kava at all. Let me send you some of the ground up dried root, and then I'll give you some instructions of how to prepare it traditionally. And then we can talk from there, you know, and if you want to order larger amounts of it. They were very nice to me, especially because at the time I was just a person inquiring. But so anyways, I got stuff, I started preparing it. It took like 30 minutes to prepare. It came in this like bag of this ground root and I had to like put it in a strainer bag and knead it in a bowl of like warm water for like 30 or 45 minutes. And what I ended up with, it was really messy, but I ended up with this bowl of muddy water and I just drank it down. And the first time I took it, it was just, it was like a, you know, a thousand pound weight was lifted off my shoulders because I needed it so much that I felt the effects instantly. But I felt it, it was still relatively subtle, but it was enough to where I was like, there's something here, it's, this is very different. After taking it for about two weeks, I was like, whoa, I'm really feeling this now. After two months, I was completely off my benzodiazepines and I had reduced all of my reactions and convulsions by like 80 or 90%. Because there's there's a cumulative effect to this stuff. And that's what I was told too, is that there's, it's called a reverse tolerance phenomenon where unlike alcohol or a drug, you get the most prominent effect first time you take it. And then tolerance ensues and then it loses its effectiveness. Kava, because it's it's it has its own innate intelligence, just like the human body does. It has a, a plethora of different synergistic active compounds in it that work with your body. And there's intelligence there that runs that process. And this is just unique plant pharmacology. So it has a modulatory effect where it helps to give you, you know, sort of like acute relief from your symptoms, but it also helps to rehabilitate that system at the same time and upregulate it. So the more you take it, the better effects you get until it peaks off after about two or three months. So that's basically where I was at with it where I was able to get off of my benzos. And this was like the miracle of all miracles. This was the leverage tool that we needed, me and Dr. Pompa, to all of a sudden I could tolerate supplements, I could tolerate fasting, I could tolerate diet variation, I could tolerate a whole host of different foods. And then I eventually built myself up. I did the basics, moved on and you know got the basics down, started varying the diet, doing all those things I just alluded to. And then eventually added on more intense therapies to sort of accelerate the whole process, stem cells and more hyperbaric oxygen and all the biohacking stuff that we love today. And, you know, cut to, this is, you know, six years later and um, I have my life back. So although, you know, we believe in a multi-therapeutic approach, we both do, we all talk about this. It's not any one thing, right? Uh, you know, that gets a very sick person well, but Kava was a, an amazing leverage tool that allowed me to get over this convulsatory rage, this trauma that was going on in my body to where I could actually get in and do the deeper work upstream. 
Yeah, what a story, Cameron. I mean, thank you for sharing that, first and foremost. I'm sorry that you went through it. But then the other sense, I'm not sorry because it created such a great product and a great uh, source of kava and more research on kava because it forced you to get well. And it's that pain to purpose, the promise message that you just spoke about, Dr. Pompa speaks about, I, I speak about often as well. I want to take a quick break here to share with you about the dangers of taking fish oil. I know, shocking. I was somebody who took fish oil every single day for years. And then I came across a ton of research showing the dangers of consuming fish oil. I immediately found an amazing product called Pureform. Pureform is a plant-based omega. And the cool thing about Pureform is that it is uniquely processed with nitrogen to preserve it and make sure it does not oxidize. These essential fatty acids are cold pressed and you get the proper balance of omega-6 and omega-3 to feed your cells what it desires. We know that life begins and ends at the cell membrane. And when you have the proper fats, the building blocks for those cell membranes, all of a sudden your fat burning hormones can do its job. So you lose weight. All of a sudden your cells produce energy. So you feel good. So we know that cellular health is key for performance and longevity. So I've been taking Pureform every single day. My dog takes it every single day. So does my girlfriend and my mom. This is how much I love the product. If you want to get your bottle delivered to your door, head over to purelifescience.com. Check them out. Order a bottle or two and you'll be amazed by how you feel after taking this just after a few days. That is Pure lifescience.com. Use the coupon code BEN4 to apply a $4 off coupon. That is BEN, B-E-N, and the number four. International shipping is available. Okay, let's go back into this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. So I'm curious about this. Since kava, when the right you get the right source, like you create, which we'll talk about, it helps activate GABA. GABA is more uh, going to help you with your mood, relaxation, with sleep. Is there any research on kava and autoimmune diseases? Yes. So there's a whole body of scientific literature on kava and its many mechanisms. In order to understand kava from a scientific perspective, sometimes it's best to look at it from a you know sort of intuitive philosophical perspective first and understand its role in nature. Kava plays a very protective role in the natural ecology. It creates a lot of different chemical compounds as an adaptive response in the environment to protect itself and the other organisms around it from pests and from other sort of stressful stimulus in the environment, weathering and different things like that. So as an adaptation under, you know, growing under some harsh circumstances and being attacked and just its particular role in its, its natural ecology, it's developed a whole host of protective compounds that are consistently utilized or you know consistent across all of biology, right? So they're compatible with basically all forms of life, including higher vertebrates. So basically, it has developed this amazing sort of protective, you know, essence to it. And you know, whenever we take it and we put it into our bodies, it transfers that sort of protective action to us, right? And whenever we you know, sort of subject that, that you know, philosophical understanding to the scrutiny of the scientific lens, we find out that kava has an incredibly complex array of different active compounds 
that, you know, just like the human body, that interface with all of the body's natural protective mechanisms across almost every single neuro and tissue protective pathway that we know of in the body, right? So, you know, for example, it has anti-inflammatory action as well as anti-convulsant action, right? So it calms down the immune system and the nervous system, which are the two systems that feed into the reactive response that generates inflammation, and that's autoimmunity, right? Autoimmunity is trauma, physical, chemical, or emotional, starts in the gut, starts in the psyche, ends up in all of those layers, you know, both mind, body, and, you know, a higher sense of, you know, perspective, purpose, what we call spirit. But you end up in a situation of, of hyperreactivity, right, from trauma. Your nervous system, it basically encodes that the world is not a safe place. That activates your immune system and vice versa. And then you start generating, self-generating reactive responses that produce profound amounts of inflammation. And then you get friendly fire inside the body that builds up. And that's, so that's autoimmune disease in a nutshell. Kava has been shown to not only have effects on GABA, which opposes glutamate, which is part of that process, that's part of the excitatory reactive process on the nervous system side. It also has been shown in the literature to be a powerful sodium calcium channel blocker. So ion channel blockers are the, are the mechanisms that pharmaceutical drugs like lamotrigine that are used for seizures, um, that's what they address. And basically, you know, sodium calcium channel blockers reduce excitotoxicity from you know, different stimulus that cause the production of something called hydroxyl free radicals. For example, EMFs, electromagnetic radiation, Martin Paul's work has shown that it can damage the cell through the production of these hydroxyl free radicals by the activation of these calcium channels and leading to this massive influx of this intracellular calcium. Basically what that means is it revs up the cell and causes it to self-produce inflammation in, in a defense response and damages the body. So it has effects on GABA, which calms down the nervous system response, which, so that's like on the front end, and then it blocks the excitatory response as well. Then it also has been shown to be a COX-1, COX-2 inhibitor, which, you know, COX-1 and COX-2 is the same mechanism that non-steroidal anti-inflammatories work on, ibuprofen and such, but without the kidney and gut toxicity. So it's an anti-inflammatory across that. It's also been shown to be a powerful NRF2 upregulator. NRF2 is a hormetic response that stimulates our body's natural antioxidant, you know, adaptive response. That's glutathione, peroxidase catalase, and superoxide dismutase. So it calms down the nervous system, it calms down the inflammatory byproduct of an overactive immune system, and then calms down the immune system in that process as well too. So it's a broad spectrum natural protective substance that helps protect us from the internal damaging effects of reactivity and inflammation. So, so kava sounds like the Swiss army knife of health. That's those those are amazing benefits right there. Oh yeah, it's it's just you know all disease comes from stress, right? We talked about the stress bucket, right? I mean, obviously you have genes of susceptibility, but you need the environment to pull the trigger, right? I mean, obviously, right? So, you know, whether it be you know physical, chemical, or emotional, the name of the game is being exposed to only adaptable stress. We don't want no stress because then you don't ever adapt, right? We want adaptable stress. And so what we need today more than ever in the traumatic times that we live in is we need tools, we need therapies, we need strategies, adaptive strategies 
that can increase our resilience to all forms of stress, both endogenous and exogenous, both physically, chemically, and emotionally. And while kava is not the only tool, we talk about so many different tools. Kava is an amazing sort of like acute intervention tool that can calm down this sort of like storm inside the body that people experience during any level of trauma or negative um, circumstances in their life. And it can help reduce that to allow you to sort of take a breath, to get deeper sleep, to rest, to get the inflammation down, to allow you to, to mobilize an, an even more robust strategy. Because a lot of times when we're overstressed, it's paralyzing, right? And that's why people turn to drugs and alcohol. If we could find something like kava, or you know, some people have used CBD and such, that can help sort of give us that acute therapeutic crutch to allow us to like relax, to be able to work more efficiently upstream and just have a, a sober perspective on things because stress is also paralyzing and it puts us in a state of fear and it distorts reality, right? Then that's an excellent tool. And then this is sort of, you know, one reason why I'm so passionate about this is because, you know, drug abuse today, especially post COVID, it's in, at epidemic levels. We're under a level of trauma that's almost incomprehensible. People are turning to drugs, people are turning to alcohol, you know, the 100,000 people a year are already dying from the expected side effects of taking pharmaceuticals. That doesn't count abuses or misuses, right? That doesn't, which that's, it's in the millions at that point. You know, just looking for any adaptive tool that we can to help sort of increase that stress buffer is something that, uh, you know, to me is, is, is such an amazing thing. Yeah, Cameron, I'm with you, especially with all the research out there on it. It's clear that it works as long as it's from the right source, which is what we'll talk about with Kavaplex and True Kava. I want to relate this conversation to the keto campers who are primarily doing keto and fasting. Here's how I'm going to put it in the perspective of how this could be useful for them besides everything that you shared, which was great. Stress activates cortisol. Not a bad thing unless you're chronically activating stress and you have chronically high levels of cortisol. But what follows cortisol is glucose. And when glucose goes up, ketones drop. And it'll be hard to get healing therapeutic benefits of ketosis if you're chronically stressed. So I know that you and Dr. Pompa did a survey study on what this does in relation to coffee and cortisol. Could you explain that and then also talk about what this can do for cortisol and helping those get into ketosis? So it can help during the process of increasing metabolic flexibility and keto adaptation through like two or three different angles. And the main one you just touched on, or I guess the, the initial one, the obvious one, is the reduction of cortisol through the reduction of the body's emotional system, the limbic system, the reactivity in the body that we just dove into. That's one of the angles there. So, you know, the survey study that you alluded to, uh, Dr. Pompa and I had been witnessing this, these effects, not only on myself, but then we tried in his entire doctor population and worked with other people in the space where we've been seeing this clinically hundreds or thousands of times now with, you know, just amazing results across the board with different levels, different concentrations, different forms, different strains and things. So we conducted, you know, sort of a small survey study to demonstrate this. We took a, a you know, a collection of individuals and he, it was really aimed at combining kava with coffee. People who like to drink coffee to make intermittent fasting easier, but get side effects from drinking coffee. Like they get good effects, but then they get side effects as well, because a lot of people today with anxiety, they can't handle caffeine and such. Yeah. So, right. So, you know, we basically, we had a group of individuals, you know, take their glucose before drinking coffee and then 30 minutes after drinking coffee, three days in a row, 
had them you know record all the results and then they did the same thing but added in one of our products which is a cobbleplex oil just like adding nct oil into your coffee we added that in look at average blood glucose levels over three days and what we saw is we saw a 130 percent decrease in average blood glucose levels after the three days across the board in the entire population that we looked at that means that it not only on average neutralized the blood glucose spike but it actually dropped it below baseline an extra 30 percent so which was actually really amazing. That was something that we had already seen for a long period of time. Now, it was just a survey study. There's a lot of anecdotal you know, nature to that, obviously, but it totally mirrored what we see in the scientific literature too, because outside of the cortisol reduction, which would be the obvious thing people would think of how it could help get you into ketosis and how it could reduce blood glucose, kava, like I you know, sort of alluded to there, it's a full spectrum protective substance. And one of its protective adapted substances or mechanisms is it, puts the body into this hyper fasted state. So it activates a pathway in the body called AMPK, which I'm, I'm sure all of your listeners are uh, you know, you're very familiar with. It's the fat burning pathway. So it's a really powerful activator of AMPK, which stimulates a process called cellular autophagy. So it switches the body into this recycle mode, right? We call it the recycle renewal mode. There's autophagy where you clean out, you out with the bad, you, you self-digest, you self-clean, and which is an adaptive protective response. While you don't have food, that's an adaptive protective response to help get out old cells that are a threat to the body. But then also, you know, sort of clean house from some of the excess toxin and to burn fat and to turn over that fat into ketones, which are also protective for the nervous system. So the body knows instinctively that ketones are a, are a protective energy substrate. So kava feeds into that system too. Again, it's a complete biological organism. So it doesn't just hit on one protective mechanism, it hits on all of them. And one of the main ones is the turnover of fat and bad tissue into ketones. So by putting your body into this recycling state, in, in activating the you know the mobilization of free fatty acids and AMPK cellular autophagy turning fat into ketones ketones go up glucose goes down and you're lowering cortisol and it reduces appetite pretty substantially through a lot of these effects so it, you know it reduces appetite it lowers the cortisol levels activates this fat burning pathway and it's just a it's an amazing keto adaptive substance because of that and some kava drinks, there's starch in the root. So for a full keto adaptive effect, you still get keto adaptive effects off those, even though you get a, an initial tiny glucose spike. With the oil that we produce, we removed all the starch. So all you're getting is the kava lactone matrix in an undamaged oil form, the way that we produce it. So it's a perfect additive, just like MCT. We see it outperform MCT across the board as far as enhancing fasting. And it really just is amazing stuff. That was a discovery that I made and that was totally mirrored in the scientific literature that I found you know, years ago as I was digging to the, um, all of the scientific studies on it. And as I started to collaborate with some of the top scientists in the world on kava, we had gone over some of that data too. And I had noticed it because when I was working, when I you know, first started using it, was working with Dr. Pompa, we started trying to keto adapt me. I was so metabolically broken, it was like, it was, going with, you know, without sugar for you know 20 minutes was like, I felt like I was gonna die, right? But all of a sudden when I started taking kava, I could go hours, I could go 24 hours and I didn't have appetite and I felt good and I had energy and I was like, whoa. And I couldn't tolerate coffee at the time. I couldn't even come close to that because of, you know, my adrenals were so sensitive. I was so sensitive to anxiety. So it was an amazing tool for getting me keto adapted and allow me to intermittent fast 
on top of lowering my cortisol and reactions as well. So, yeah, super fascinating. So the study, they actually put the Kavaplex, which I'm holding here if you're watching it on YouTube. You use this substance? Is that what you use? Yes. Yes. And they put it in the coffee instead of actually taking it. Is there any kind of damage that might occur to this if they put it into a hot cup of coffee? Or does it matter whether you take it in the mouth or if you put it in the cup of coffee well, that's hot? I mean, is there any no, kind of... It- yeah the, yeah, the lactone should be quite stable up to you know relatively high temperatures. We we press it at low temperatures mainly because you know we don't want to grind it, and so by not grinding it, we're also getting low temperatures. But it's more the the absence of the grinding that you know prevents the oxidation than the higher temperatures on the actual lactone. So it can definitely go and disperse very well in coffee, and the coffee will actually enhance the uptake of it because caffeine acts as a delivery system that gets into the brain. MCT is a fat that binds to the lactones also too. So a bulletproof style coffee with the Cobbleplex oil in it is like a supercharged bulletproof coffee, right? So it is like, it's one of the best sort of basic hacks that you can have in your keto arsenal. It was for me and that's what we see across the board. And it was, you know, we, one thing that we do with the bulletproofers all the time because they already drink bulletproof coffee. So it's definitely, uh, you know, a worthy hack on that front. Yeah. So have I been doing it wrong because I've been taking two dropperfuls in the morning before I have my coffee, but I'm taking it orally. Should I instead put it in my coffee? Would I have a better effect doing that? Yeah. You know, you can maximize the effects by, you know, drinking it with coffee, adding, you know, some MCT with the coffee if you want to maximize even more. Have some in the coffee, and then I just do one dropper, like hold it under the tongue for 30 seconds as well, too, if you want to feel it extra. Yeah, okay. I'm going to try that out tomorrow morning. I can't wait. The shots, actually, um, you know, the shot product, which is our second product that we have, looks like a five-hour energy shot. It's actually, uh, you know, a level up as far as strength. The Colorflex oil was meant to be the most versatile product, meant to be tolerated by all ages at any time of the day, even children. The shots are stronger. The shots bring more of the nootropic effects that you get from kava, more of sort of the psychological effects, the enhanced creativity that we didn't really touch on, but it's also something that happens with kava as well. And we have a whole line of drinks that we're working on that are even stronger. So there's a a spectrum of strength, uh, you know, from these things. The Kavaplex is an excellent tonic that gives you all the general effects of kava at a very tolerable dosage and concentration. So I want to wrap this up by you just explaining what you do different at True Kava versus other companies out there that have a kava, like Kava Kava and other kavas out there. What do you do different? You already kind of touched upon it, the extraction process, the cold processing, but what are some other things that are unique to the sourcing of what you put in your product? Right. Okay. So the, the main differentiating factors that, you know, that differentiate real kava products um, you know, meaning that, you know, the traditional extraction from only the root material of of this plant pyromethysticum from the products that are out there is that we only use 100% root material. So much of the kava that's on the market right now is adulterated with these aerial parts, leaves and stems. They're beautiful, they're heart-shaped leaves, but they contain plant defense alkaloids that are kind of kin to lectins, but way, way stronger and actually quite toxic to humans. Not to a point that's lethal or anything like that, but they can cause a lot of roughage and a lot of problems and could be dangerous, especially to people who are compromised. So that they could actually cause inflammation instead of reducing inflammation. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's so protective, right? Like that they're they're aggressive, meaning that they produce these they're, they're defense alkaloids that are meant to pro- that uh, you know to protect the plant and plants around it from pests. So if pests eat them, they die, right? So if humans eat them, they can get sick. 
the roots are underground, so they don't express those parts of the plant, but they express all of the other biologically adaptable, you know, compounds that are in that particular matrix. So the indigenous people have always only used the roots for 3,000 years. But we as Westerners and, you know, kind of think that we know better, we're going to use all of it, and then we're going to not adhere to their traditional preparation methods, um, which brings us to the next quality control factor, which is we never use solvents to extract anything. So solvents are like alcohol or acetone, some of these aggressive solvents that most standardized extracts today on the market are made from. And the reason is, is because they get really high yields and they pull out a few compounds that we think are the most active, but they separate those from the full complete matrix, right? Think of like the plant matrix, you know, meaning the, the, the full set of active constituents is like a musical orchestra. You know, every instrument has a role. Some instruments play front and center really loud, like with cannabis, THC is that main one that we think about, right? Where it plays really loud, but then it has all these other instruments that add to the depth of the overall sound. The plant medicine is, is the same way. You get a, a much broader spectrum of effects and more depth and half-life and all this stuff whenever you get all of them. And safety, by the way, because if you extract with solvents, you start to isolate something, you can create some danger just like with say you know cocaine from the coca leaf right uh erythroxylum coca is a tea that's drank in peru that's actually very safe in its full plant brew form if you isolate the most active alkaloid out of that and take it out of its natural context it becomes cocaine and now it's an extremely toxic devastating substance so we can create some unhealthy potentially unsafe products whenever we start separating these things it can have some of egregious effects in the liver that some people have read about, which are not specific to all kava. They're only specific to these kava-like products that are not kava at all. So we use only the root parts of the plant. We use uh, traditional extraction methods. So we only use water and pressure at specific pressure and specific temperatures, which is like the traditional method of just the water solvent extraction. So not the chemical solvent extraction. And then the third factor is, is we carefully select our strains. There are over 200 different strains of kava, just like with cannabis. Some are more daytime, some are more nighttime. Some, you know, kava strains are meant to be daily use strains, and some are closer to very wild kavas that have actually have some defense alkaloids even in the roots. And those are have never been considered daily use strains by indigenous people. So we have to test for these defense alkaloids in the roots, and we have to be able to confirm that we have a class of cultivars in every batch that are you know, referred to as what we call noble cultivars. It's basically a you know, chemical class composition that dictates that we have these daily use strains with none of these defense alkaloids in the root material. And we have none of the leaves and stems in the root material. And it hits a certain chemical composition to where we can confirm that we're getting maximum potency and we can tell exactly what we're getting. We control every step of the process. We partner with our own farms. Everything is done organically without pesticides, which most of the cob out there either has mold, mycotoxins, just like coffee, or it has pesticides if it's grown in Fiji. So it's free of contaminants. We use the correct parts of the plant and we use the correct premium, highest quality strains of cava. And we, we take all that and put it into a form that's ready to use and it doesn't taste and look like muddy water. <laughs> right, yeah, like the, when your first experience, right? Exactly. That's awesome. That'll give you the effects. That'll give you the effects preparing it with the with the strainer bag. But most people, it's impractical. Right, right? they'll look at that and be like, uh, I don't know if I should take that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I love the product. I've been using it for a while. I've been using it with my coffee. Now I'm going to put it in my coffee in combination with some brain octane oil, which is what I use. And then I'm going to put a dropper in my mouth under the tongue for 30 seconds. So 
Uh, I want to give my audience a call to action here. If you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening on the actual pod, Keto Camp podcast, we have a coupon code for you, which is Keto Camp, and we're going to put a link down below. But what's your website, Cam, and then what's the best place to find you on social media? Okay, yeah, so the website is gettruecava.com. That's get T-R-U, not T-R-U-E, kava.com. And then you can find us at True Kava on Instagram and True Kava on Facebook. So that's, you know, those are the main spots that you can find us at. And the discount code for your audience is Keto Camp, just the word Keto Camp. And that, that'll give you a 15% discount. If you just put that in a checkout, then you can get that and you can try the product. You can try a few of the shots if you just want to, you know, do a few of those or try some of the oil. So. Yeah. And I did the shots at nighttime when I, when I took them and I, it helped me relax and get to bed. They have a little guava flavor to them. And, uh, I like that. My girlfriend and I both took it before bed and uh, I'm going to get some more of those. So yeah, I do encourage you keto campers to get it. And I'd love to hear if you do get it, your experiment with it. How does it make you feel? Do your ketones look better? Do your glucose looks better? Look better. What about your sleep? So give me feedback over at support at ketocamp.com and check out the links and the resources down below. We're going to put the uh, CAM's website. We're going to put the coupon code. We're going to put the social media handles and we're going to put a summary of everything we spoke about. And I'd love if you could, if you have any uh, research studies in relation to metabolic adaptation and glucose, and if you could send that to me, I'll put it down in the notes uh, of the podcast. Absolutely. We can do the individual studies and the, the resources are also available under the learn tab on the website under the Wellness Kava. We've got uh, you know, over 70 different publications on all of these different mechanisms that we touched on, including the fat burning, you know, the AMPK activation, cellular autophagy, all that stuff. Yeah. So be sure to check that out. We'll put a link for that down below. Cam, I want to thank you for sharing your story, which is uh, you shared more than I actually knew. And I was just I'm blown away by what you had to go through and how just overcoming it and what you're doing now in the world to empower people and educate them on Kava, myself included, my audience included. And you're a very knowledgeable guy, well-researched, stand-up gentleman that I really appreciate. And I'm grateful to connect with you. I'm grateful that Dr. Pampa helped you on your journey and now you get to help us on our journey. So thank you for what you're doing and thank you for True Kava. Oh, Ben, it's an honor to be here. And, and you know, congratulations on all your success too. It's been great to watch the show evolve over the last year as it started it's really amazing i love the best part of being in this industry is building relationships with people who are in alignment with what we're doing here you know it's such a gift especially after being in in such a deep dark place at periods in my life you know it's it's really really great so amen to that yeah the world-class collaborate and create and the amateurs compete and we're world-class brother so thank you for today that was a great conversation absolutely man Well, I hope you geeked out like I did. What a fascinating topic that was. As you can see, Cameron is brilliant, very smart, and what a story. If you're inspired to try some kava out, which by the way, I'm drinking some right now in my coffee. I followed his tip, and now I'm putting it in the coffee instead of it uh, orally before the coffee, and I'm actually drinking mine right now. It is delicious, and I feel like I am on top of my game. So if you wanna be on top of your game, and you want to try Kava out, then head to the link of this podcast, or you could just head to gettruekava.com. Remember, true is spelled T-R-U, gettruekava.com, and get some Kava Plex. Get the tropical drink shot, the tropical Kava shot that we mentioned. I'm actually using the Kava Plex right now that I mentioned, 
and you could use the coupon code KETOCAMP for a nice little discount. So that is gettruecava.com. It's also in the notes of this podcast and use KETOCAMP at checkout for a nice discount. Enjoy it. Let us know you tried it and take a screenshot of this episode right now of the Keto Camp Podcast. Post it on Instagram and shoot us a tag at TheBenazadi, at Keto Camp Official. And of course, tag True Kava over at True Kava, T-R-U-K-A-V-A. When I see it, I'll share it. We'll get some other Keto Campers following you back. And if you want to watch the video version of this interview with Cameron George, you could watch that on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash ketocamp, where you can watch the video version. And, and please text this episode to a friend you believe could get value from this conversation, maybe somebody who is going through a lot of stress right now, maybe somebody who's getting poor sleep right now, or just somebody who wants to enhance their overall well-being. They could benefit from a conversation like this. Last thing I want to do is remind you to leave the show a rating and review on Apple Podcast. And if you do, Take a screenshot of your rating and review of the Keto Camp podcast. Send it to support at ketocamp.com. And when I see it, I'll sign a paperback copy of my best-selling fasting book. And I will mail it out to you as a thank you shipping uh, in the United States only. So put your address in that email. I want to thank you so much for listening to the entire episode of the Keto Camp podcast. You'll hear me on the next one. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.